In Ephesians 1, verse 12 to 14, Paul writes, So that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard of the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. In many ways, the entire opening paragraph of Ephesians is like a series of threads intertwined to make an unbreakable rope. We have the sovereign work of God in our salvation, threaded with the blessings we receive in Christ, threaded with the application of salvation by the Holy Spirit, threaded with the glory of God. Now these last three verses in this opening paragraph have a series of threads intertwined in their own. And so I have decided to cover all three together in three episodes. So in this one, we will follow the reason for our salvation. I'm Dinah Clausen, and this is Exploring Christianity. The obvious reason why we are saved, as Paul clearly repeats, is for the praise of God's glory. Now that brings two questions to the table. First, what does it mean that we are saved for, for the praise of God's glory? And secondly, what does it mean in light of God's sovereign work to save us? So first, what it means. And simply, it means we are not saved for ourselves or even for our benefit primarily. When God saves us for the praise of his glory, that tells us we are not saved for ourselves. It also tells us there is a purpose for our salvation, that God doesn't save us and then leave us. You know, think about the Judaizers in Galatia and Paul dealing with them in his letter to the Galatian church. They believed they were saved by the Spirit, but then after being saved by the Spirit, they had to perfect themselves by works of the law. Likewise, when we are taught that God saves us for the praise of his glory, we are taught that God doesn't save us and then leave us to ourselves. The primary goal of our salvation was to glorify God, so the primary thing we should do as Christians is to praise God's glory in our salvation. The second question that comes up is what this idea of being saved for the praise of God's glory means in light of God's sovereign work. And the reason I ask this question is because of Paul's words in verse 12 and verse 13. He starts off saying, we who were the first to hope in Christ and then in 13, he continues, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth. And he continues, This we, you, is something that we shouldn't overlook. And first off, it's not about Paul and the apostles as we, and the Ephesians as you. What Paul is speaking about is the Jews and the Gentiles. Now, 
the Gentiles are brought into faith through the gospel, and they are equipped with the same blessings, the same blessings that the Jews had as God's chosen people. Now the Gentiles have that. And it's all for the same purpose. The Jews are saved for the praise of God's glory. You see that throughout the whole Old Testament. And now the Gentiles are saved for the same purpose. And that is the great gospel narrative. It's lined throughout the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, we find hints about a people who are not God's people, who become God's people, pointing to this New Testament reality where the Gentiles come in through the same gospel, equipped with the same blessings, all for the same purpose. So, one way in which we praise God's glory is when we praise God for extending his arm of salvation to us as Gentiles, not only for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. I want to go further into this idea of how we praise God's glory, how we practically praise God's glory. I recently wrote a book entitled, How Do We Glorify God? And I followed Thomas Watson's Four Pillars of Glorifying God. I think they summarize really well what we're supposed to do as Christians in light of God's sovereign work in salvation. And the first pillar Thomas Watson gives us is appreciation. We glorify God by appreciating him, which is the opposite of depreciation. What it means is to think the best thoughts of God. It's to set God in the highest place in our thinking. Watson's second pillar is adoration, which is pure worship from the heart. Pure worship from the heart according to God's word. His third pillar is affection, which is love for God more than anything. And lastly is subjection, that we submit to his sovereign rule. So in order to glorify God, or how we glorify God, is to appreciate him, to think the best thoughts of him, to set him in the highest place in our thinking, to adore him, to worship him from the heart according to God's word, to love God more than anything else, and to subject ourselves, to submit ourselves to his sovereign rule. The reason we must understand God's role in our salvation is to lead us to glorify God. It leads us away from self-glory and pride, where we are quick to grab the credit for our work in salvation, Paul quickly shuts us down. We are saved for the glory of God alone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exploring Christianity. For more great biblical content, visit thechristianexplorer.org.